1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip on Instagram. Book your own trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. Today's show is also brought to you by GRIP6 Belts. Ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it is a great Father's Day gift. GRIP6 has a special offer for you at GRIP6.com slash LOCK. That's L-O-C-K-E.
0: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 531 of Locked On Raptors for, uh, I guess, Sunday, June 9th. Maybe you're listening Monday, June 10th. Who cares? I'm your host, Sean Woodley of uh, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, you can check out all the Locked On offerings on the Locked On Podcast Network, from the team Focus shows for all 30 NBA teams, to the NFL shows, to the baseball shows, to the fantasy shows across the board so much for you to check out there's the national shows as well locked on nfl and locked on nba which i'm on on monday with josh lloyd you should definitely give that a listen uh yeah it's uh there's no shortage of stuff for you to check out on the podcast network the locked on podcast network that is please subscribe rate review itunes stitcher spotify google play and himalaya if you are not yet using himalaya you should use it it's a great fun cool podcast app it's free at whatever app store you use And you can use it to personally curate your own podcast playlists. It'll suggest new stuff for you to listen to based on your interests. It's fantastic. Make sure you're downloading Himalaya if you're in the market for a new podcast app. All right. On today's show, this might well be the last show of Locked On Raptors in a pre-Raptors as NBA champions world. Took 531 of these bad boys uh, to get there. But man, uh, Game 5 goes tonight or Monday night, whenever you're listening to this. And it's uh whew, it's a lot it's a lot to take in it's surreal still uh, but joining me on today's show to talk about game five the potential finals clinching game for the Raptors is the host of lockdown Warriors, Warriors Warriors, Warriors Charles Hamilton uh, and we got into it we, of course we did a preview podcast before the series Charles joined me today uh, admittedly I think he sounds a little bit resigned to the Raptors winning this thing and maybe he should. The Raptors are really good, and they have got control over this series in a way that I am not sure I expected, and it's awesome to see. you love to see it. Charles is great. We had a nice little chat about Kevin Durant potentially coming back and maybe throwing a wrench in the Raptors' plans, uh, whether KD will actually be effective upon his return, which is another big question that fewer people are are asking, and then I got into just some sort of fan feelings on both sides. It's great. You check it out. It's, uh, It's fun listening to myself and Charles Hamilton. I'll be back again uh, maybe on Monday. There's a chance that I have a couple like feelers out for guests that might come through for Monday morning. We'll see. I don't think it'll happen right now, but we'll see. Uh, And I'll keep you abreast there. But uh, if not, if this is the last podcast before the Raptors win the NBA title... Enjoy the fuck out of it, everybody. Man, it's going to be awesome if it happens. uh, I will not be able to record immediately following the game. It'll be a Monday morning, Tuesday morning type of thing, just because of uh, some commitments I have, which you uh, will find out about those at some point down the road, I'm sure. Uh, I've been teasing something for a week now. I'm not going to say what it is, but there's something coming down the pipe. Pike, pipe, whatever the hell uh, vessel, the thing is coming down. It's coming down. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, I'll have a podcast on Tuesday morning if the Raptors do win, win the thing on Monday night. And it'll be great. And my voice will be absolutely shot. And I
0: can't wait for it. So enjoy it. Here's the conversation, though, with myself and Charles Hamilton locked Lockdown Warriors. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And then uh, that'll be it. And we'll talk to you another time on Locked On Raptors. Hey, what's up? It's Sean Woodley from Locked
2: On Raptors here with Charles Hamilton of Locked On Warriors to. Talk about the first four games of the NBA Finals, preview game five, talk about the latest news. Charles, how's it going, man?
3: Not bad, man. How uh, are you doing, Sean?
2: I'm doing fantastically, as I'm (laughs) sure that is surprising to nobody, but uh, pretty good right now, man. I gotta say, and uh, I'm almost envious of the fact that you've gotten to go through this experience many, many times before. But uh, on some level, it's also kind of cool that it's, like, the first time, and I know it's never going to feel like this ever again, even if the Raptors are back here in years to come, if they keep Kawhi and sort of run it back. Uh, sure. It's kind of cool to sort of soak in the first season. Like, what was for you the experience of the 2014-15 season when the, when the Warriors first, like, put it together and won their first title?
3: Well, it was weird because it was, you know, like, with Toronto, you got Kawhi, and all of a sudden your hopes are, are much higher, where with the Warriors – not much change. They got a couple of role players and uh, were able to put it together, but it wasn't uh, major additions or anything like that. It was a little, little bit of a surprise, but it was awesome and a ton of fun. And yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed every single one, and you guys should should enjoy what's going on now too for sure.
2: Although I guess there is a bit of a uh, potential wrench in the plans for the Toronto Raptors because today. Yeah. I, we're not really sure what's going on with Kevin Durant. I'm not sure the Warriors are even sure what's going on with Kevin Durant. Uh, but some news did drop today. He practiced with the team, has officially been listed as questionable for questionable for Game 5 in Toronto on Monday. Uh, what was your response to this news, Charles? Do you buy it? Do you think he's going to play? Do you think it's all a ruse? Like, wh- where are you at with this KD stuff?
3: I, I buy him being questionable, for sure. Um... It's the most honest questionable I think I can remember where I wouldn't be surprised how it goes either way. Uh, A lot within the organization thought that his best chance to play would be game five. Mm -hmm. And it's turning out that way, at least right now. I don't know. I'm really intrigued. I wish I had more of a, you know, oh, for sure he's playing or he for sure isn't. But it's just hard to tell right now because it's been... Of what uh, a month since he last played and we've gotten updates what feels like every other day and then reports of frustration and this and that so I wouldn't be surprised either way. I do think he'll play, but if he doesn't again, I I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this it's so it's so weird. I don't know like what to believe. I know there's like been sort of like conflicting reports coming out now. There's like some Warriors beat reporters started almost starting the smear campaign it seems like oh the team's yeah. like angsty and upset that he's not playing and all this stuff and like I, I don't know I'm, I'm looking at it two ways. It's either going to be he just doesn't play and he like you know if that's just it with him and the Warriors or he's going to come back and it's going to be like this big hero sort of narrative that's all sort of tied to it and then I feel like I don't know like if he does come back what is your sort of confidence level that he's going to be able to positively impact the series? Do you think they win game five if he plays? Do you think he's going to be even close to 100%? Um, I know, like, we were talking on the Lockdown NBA podcast with Josh Floyd earlier today, myself and him, and we were saying how, like, the prognosis for his injury was, like, six weeks, or that's sort of, like, the, the time frame to expect with an injury like the one he has. And it, it'll be ahead of time if he comes back. So, like, can we expect him to even be 100%? Like, it just. I don't know how much of it, Matt, like, with just one game for him to sort of get into the groove of things and to sort of, like, acclimatize and the Warriors having to sort of reorder their entire sort of style of play around having Kevin Durant back. Like, I just, I don't know how feasible it is to say, like, oh, yeah, the Warriors are just back to normal now and they're going to go rattle off three straight with Kevin Durant coming back in. But what do you think?
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. But the thing is, the only caveat I have is just that it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, if it was. You know, anyone else, I'd, I'd be much more skeptical, but just he's he's one of the top, what, three players in the league. I mean, and one of the things that's annoying about the playoffs is, you know, and we've kind of changed it up every single game to where it's like, oh, no, this guy's the best in the league. That guy <laughs> is the best in the league. Um, so, But the fact is it's Kevin Durant, so that's where I'm just – wouldn't be surprised either way. But, yes, logically, you wouldn't think that he would be – A hundred percent, but again, just who knows.
2: Mm -hmm. Serge Ibaka, best player in the league. Uh, Oh yeah, really. What a world we're living in. (laughs)
3: That was the most surprising thing to me throughout this series is not that the Raptors have been able to get some secondary players to perform, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's been different players every single game. Yeah. Where it was Siakam in game one, uh, I think Danny Green in game three, Serge in game four right so is that also surprising to you or is this just kind of the mo of this team that you know different guys step up on different nights
2: yeah it kind of has been the story all throughout right like in the Bucks series it was fred for a little bit like danny green was pretty much non-existent the entire series um but then like serge abaca had like a 17 and 13 game at one point and you know norman powell had did his typical thing where he ruins the bucks and nobody else And then just kind of took a backseat for this series, which is fine, because, you know, Fred VanVleet's been as good as he has been, and Danny Green's threes are falling for the most part now. And, yeah, it is... It's kind of what this team is. And I think I've just come to expect it, that, like, there's just going to be different nights where it's like, oh, yeah, that's the Serge Ibaka game, and then that's the Fred VanVleet game. And we'll we'll look back on it thinking, like, man, look at all those... Like, the, the way I've put it is, like, the star kind of builds the like, the ceiling, like, it gives you the ceiling, like, yeah, Kawhi having that dude on your team, like, that makes you a finals contender, that makes you awesome, but you don't get sort of the full value of the potential of having a superstar without all these little role players just kind of chipping in and uh-huh. doing weird little things and having these games where it's like, wow, how did that guy just go 6 of 9 from 3? But that's kind of what you need to win a title, and, like, that's what the Warriors aren't getting right now, and their, exactly. their bench guys have been miserable, and it's manifested itself in, like, stretches of games. Like, the start of the second and fourth quarters, the Raptors are running out these full bench lineups with, like, Siakam and Green sort of running the show, and then it's Powell, Ibaka, Van Vliet. And typically those lineups have gotten killed this season, even in the playoffs. And they are, like, winning by a lot. I feel like a plus-16 net rating or something that lineup is uh, so far for the Raptors. And that's buying rest for Leonard and Lowry for them to come in and sort of wreak havoc near the end of quarters. And the Warriors... I don't know if we'll see them sort of change up their rotation at all and sort of have Steph and or Clay or Draymond like a different combination of those guys to start the second quarters because those have been minutes that the Raptors have really sort of run away with because just the Boogie Cousins with Clay Thompson bench lineups just have not been enough. There's not enough creation there. Boogie has been a shell of himself um, and the Raptors are kind of winning the, the game on the margins there. Uh, Like, do you see any changes coming from the Warriors' rotation-wise? Do you see other guys getting in? Doesn't even matter if it's like Quinn Cook and uh, and you know if 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 it's just like a different sort of collection of the bench guys who are coming in to replace the bad ones. Like, uh, how do they go forward here to the Warriors? If say even if KD is back, maybe that solves it. Maybe the the bench lineups are just fixed because you have you know one of the superstars on the court at all times. But uh, it still feels like there's so many weak spots to be sort of exploited that. I it, it just feels like you're gonna run out of bodies at some point, just because you have to try new dudes over and over, and none of them's none of them are working.
3: Yeah, I, this this team is definitely built for their health. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it definitely is not built uh, to not have KD or Steph or um, you know Clay Draymond. As good as he is, I think he's the one that they can. I don't know. He'd live with the bat if he was out, but even him, you meet him as well. And the game the Warriors won is when they got performances out of guys like Boogie and Quinn Cook. I, they weren't the same level as some of the Raptors' performances, but you know Quinn Cook had nine, Boogie had a double double, um, but they haven't been able to get that. And there's things that Steve Kerr is doing that are you know making me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> I, I would. I I hope I never see Alfonso McKinney guarding Kawhi Leonard again in my life. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they have other options to go with unless you're just going to play your stars, you know, 40 to 45 minutes a game, which is something Steve Kerr hates to do, uh, almost refuses to do. But at this point in the series, the season, you know, there's no other tomorrow to play for. There's not a next series. So maybe we'll see some of that. But for the most part, they just don't have the depth uh, to do anything really that different unless mm. you're just going to play your guys a lot more and yes I'll getting Kevin Durant back will be massive but like we've been talking about just who knows what kind of KD you do
0: get back
2: yeah I wonder what the Raptors will do as far as their approach to sort of attacking KD because like I, you have to think that maybe it's a little ruthless or whatever but like you'd have to think they're going to test that calf from the jump right oh, yeah. and like I don't know if Steve Kerr is going to throw KD on Kawhi right away, the way we would have expected the sort of matchups to shake out if he were healthy the entire time. Um, but if he does, like Kawhi is going to make him work. And the thing that's been happening over the last, especially in the last game, is the Raptors kind of have ditched a little bit the Kawhi high pick and roll and they have just kind of stopped inviting Draymond Green to the party there. And there was there was a that was a big reason for the success Kawhi had in the last game. It was just a lot of iso stuff against Alfonso McKinney and Iguodala. Um, and I wonder if KD is going to get that same treatment, and if he does, like, how does he hold up against the bludgeoning that Kawhi Leonard doles out to every single person he goes up against? Uh, like, that's going to be fascinating because, like, that could sort of tell the story right there—the first like couple possessions of the game. Like, can KD hang with 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 Kawhi on defense, and how's he moving on offense? But more so, like, is he able to sort of hold up his defensive end of the bargain? Because if not, like, the Raptors' offense is just going to continue to score the way it has and like the, there there's been no shortage of looks for them to sort of have over the course of games. They've been getting wide open looks pretty much from jump street even in game 2. It wasn't a matter of them not getting shots, it was just a matter of them missing the wide open ones they were creating. So, like I think the biggest issue really hasn't been the offense for the Warriors. It's been the defense and I I I just I'm fascinated to see if KD can help that at all. Obviously, he helps them go small too. Do you think we'll see that Uh, like, pretty consistently. I know Steve Kerr is a little bit hesitant sometimes to roll the death lineup out there, but he did it a lot against the Rockets, and he's done it a lot in the playoffs, and, like, it's an elimination game. Probably run your best lineup out there, I would think. But um, how effective do you think that'll be, considering it hasn't played together in a while, and KD, again, we still don't really know what's going to happen with him.
3: Yeah, I... The fact that there isn't a replacement... And, like, you're never going to replace Kevin Durant... But the fact that there isn't anyone even suitable to put in to Kevin Durant's spot in that death lineup or small lineup, whatever you want to call it, is, you know, a failure on the, the Warriors' part, Bob Myers, whoever. Um, and that's been a big part of the series is the fact that they've continued to have to play big because they don't have someone that they can, you know, rely on in that situation to defend and maybe knock down a 3 here or there. Uh, when you don't have KD in there, it's, there's a lot less spacing uh, when it's Alfonso McKinney or whoever mm-hmm. so I would imagine that he would go with it a good amount especially if Kevin Durant comes back I think the the way we're talking about it, I think we both assume that he will play in game 5 because of the fact that they're even listing him as questionable uh, but again we'll just have to wait and see and if it does I do think you'll see that that small lineup a good amount just because it is their best lineup and uh, Kevon Looney came back and played well but I don't know much you can expect out of him with his injury either so i do think we'll see a good amount of the death lineup hamptons five small lineup whatever you want to call it
0: hey guys it's walker mail host of the lockdown hornets podcast and being around sports media and a fan of the hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience what if the seahawks let marshawn run on the one yard line with the super bowl on the line or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
2: Yeah, I kind of think, like, Boogie, that experiment is almost right its course because he's yeah. been... And it sucks because I was rooting for Boogie to, like, have a nice finals because he's had so much crap sort of go yeah. his way over the last couple of years injury-wise and, you know, not really finding a place to land outside of Golden State in the offseason last year. Um, but, like, it's just not happening, man. Like, Game 2 was impressive for him. I think they took advantage of, like, one downtime in the second quarter where, where Boogie – or in the, sorry, in the third quarter where Boogie was really able to sort of flourish and pick out cutters and stuff. But then the Raptors cleared that up pretty quickly. We haven't really seen the Warriors hit that peak Warriorsiness. Uh, that's a word for sure, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> ever since then, and I just I don't really know how Boogie fits. They've just relentlessly picked him apart in the pick and roll as well. Like Kyle Lowry has put him onto his back heels so many times and just sort of carved space just by doing that. Um, like, how does the center rotation bear out? I mean, I, I guess if KD's back, we're gonna see a lot of Draymond at center, but. Like, do you think it's Looney? Do you think it's like Bogut? Like, do you think, like, is there a chance Boogie doesn't even play, or or is Steve Kerr has he proven over time that he's like pretty reticent to just fold out bench guys, or what, what? do you think will happen there?
3: Well, the, first off, the tough part with this uh, Boogie performance is it's not as if he's unskilled. It's just you know a guy coming back off of another injury, a torn quad, you know, in in a couple weeks. And credit to him for working to get back, but. Just expecting more than what we're getting is is tough. I do think Steve Kerr will continue to start him just because we know how skilled he is, and there's a slim chance that he can give them something mm-hmm. uh, offensively. But I do think there will be a quick hook, especially if Kevin Durant is back, because that brings back the option of Draymond at the 5. Kevon Looney did play well in Game 4, and, I mean, that guy's a, a warrior. Uh, excuse the pun. Mm-hmm. But for him to... You know, shoot it up, I'm sure, but then come out there and battle the way he did. I mean, you, you love to see that. So I'm, I'm sure he'll continue to get time. And then Bogan, Bogut has played fine for a guy you got, it, you know, the <laughs> last second to uh, to come in and, and try and shore up the center position. So I, I Boogie will start, but I think there will be a quick hook on him if it uh, is clearly not working.
2: What's the sort of feeling among Warriors fans right now? Because, like... I feel like there's there's a lot of warranted confidence that should be within the Warriors fan base right now because of what the Warriors are and what they've done over the years. Like, uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if people were like, "Nah, they'll they'll win three straight when KD comes back. That's fine." Or are people sort of resigned to this sort of dynasty, this phase of the dynasty at least ending? Like, well, what's the sort of vibe right now? Because I can tell you, Raptors fans feel alarmingly yeah. confident. Um, but like, what's it like among Warriors fans right now?
3: It's a mix. I Part of it is confidence because we've seen them come back from being down 3-1 before mm-hmm. uh, they did it against OKC in 2016 in the Western uh, Conference Finals. But then, of course, the next series in the finals, Cleveland came back 3-1. <laughs> and also the, the fact that Kevin Durant hasn't played. Um, if he had been playing in their down 3-1, I think there would be a lot more doom and gloom. Uh, but since he hasn't, I think it's kind of – uh, you know, there's still that card to be played, depending on how he plays, etc. But it's also, you know, Warriors fans have seen really bad times. And I think they're, they're not okay with the fact of, you know, losing the finals. Obviously not, but they can't overlook the fact that this has been an incredible run, regardless of what happens. And oddly enough, the fact that it's Toronto kind of uh, eases the pain a little bit. I don't know. There's just something likable about Nick Nurse. Uh, the, the troubles that they've had in the playoffs recently uh, Kawhi being Kawhi he's, he's odd but still a likable superstar for sure um, the fact that it's not Philly or Boston or even <laughs> Milwaukee um, I don't know kind of eases it up a little bit I mean what's the most annoying thing about the Toronto Raptors Drake maybe like uh, <laughs> I have nothing bad really to say about him, and they have played their ass off like I've been so impressed with the way Toronto's played and the fact that they only play 8 players I thought their depth would be diminished but they managed to hang on to, you know, good bench pieces. And not that the bench pieces they got rid of were bad, but they knew who they were hanging on to. And it's it's worked, man. It's been incredibly impressive. And, uh, yeah, so Warriors fans are they're, – they're kind of all over the place, as, <laughs> as you can tell with me right now, where I'm, I'm, you know, going one way one second and then upset about it the next. But yeah. it's, uh, it's the finals, man. It's just – it's the playoffs. You guys have been through it recently too, like emotions – uh, go every which way after every single game pretty much.
2: Yeah, what I'm sensing for Raptors fans right now is sort of like a hardening from all of the like near death experiences that have happened in the previous rounds, right? Like yeah. there, there, there was so much sort of uncertainty when they're down 2-1 to Philly down to Milwaukee and then it just feels like they've kind of Every single time the Raptors have been faced with one of those sort of moment, like, turning point-ish moments to sound talk radio-y, like, they've kind of just, like, done the thing and have persevered through it, and Kawhi Leonard has just, like, been there to dunk on someone's ass, right? Like, it's, yeah, it, it's been, like, really, really sort of different than what Raptors fandom has typically been, obviously, because usually when the chips are down, they stay all the way, all the, way the hell down, and they never come back up, but... It's just a very different team, obviously. The complexion's totally different. The experience on the roster is, like, through the roof. And I I think Raptors fans are finally now ahead of Game 5, just sort of accepting the fact of, like, yeah, this team is for real. This team is kind of a buzzsaw. And they really seem, like, centered in the moment. They don't seem like they're sort of getting ahead of themselves. They're not already celebrating a championship. They're very much just like, nah, still got to win the game. Uh, (laughs) Still business to do. And that's heartening because... What's been really
3: impressive is just the way they answer basically every single run from from the Warriors. Not that, you know, better defense might help also. But (laughs) as far as, you know, they're answering the moment. You get an open look to to stop a run, they knock it down. Like they... uh, I I am a believer in first-time finals teams having trouble. But when you look at the sum of all the parts, you know, Kawhi's been to the finals. Danny Green... Uh, Gasol has been, you know, around 100 years. Same with Kyle Lowry. Like, they have experience just not together mm-hmm. in the finals, and it shows.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's been really, really, like... It's <laughs> just the the level of, like, unnerved that I feel right now. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. that's not the word. Uh, I, I, The level of, like, ease that I feel right now is... Unnerving. <laughs> Let's put it that way, because it's never been this way before. But yeah, it just it just sure. feels like even if KD comes back for Game Five, like they kind of got this in the bag, and like maybe they'll maybe this is the beginning of like the turnaround and the Warriors like the karmic thing that's sort of hanging over it all. Like everyone made fun of them for so long for going down three one and or for losing went up three one back in twenty sixteen. Like maybe this is just like the long con where they sort of avenge that. And I sure hope yeah. that's not the case. And I'm sure that will be the narrative if they win Game uh, 5 and sort of head, head back to Oracle with that sort of momentum behind them. But, uh, yeah, I, I would very much like for that to just not be, be snuffed out tomorrow in Game 5. And I kind of think <laughs> it's going to happen. I, I just – this team feels so locked in right now. I mean, think they, they've won seven of the last eight against the Bucks and the Warriors. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> – that's kind of insane.
3: And, if uh, yeah. if the Warriors do come back 3-1, Twitter has to just fold as a company. It, it, can't, yeah. it can't exist anymore. I but won't be can. on it anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'll be doing the podcast but not posting it and just crying yeah, if that happens. For
3: sure.
2: Uh. <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right, Charles, any parting shots here ahead of Game 5 before we wrap this thing up? <sighs> uh,
3: no. You know, I will – I would love to see – again, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself – If this is the end of the dynasty, it would have been great to see the dynasty fall at full strength. Mm -hmm. But this is what the finals are. It's a war of attrition, and Toronto's banged up too. So whether you have KD or not, whether Clay's hurt, Boogie, whatever, this is what it is. And there's no asterisk, no anything that goes with it. This is – you get put in a position to win the finals. Regardless of who's out there, do it and enjoy it. So, I I mean, good luck, and if – if they can do it in Game Five, man, congrats. If not, uh, I'm sure we'll talk again and you know <laughs> have the most polite Finals uh, series ever.
2: It really has been so polite. <laughs> I've appreciated every second of it. It's been delightful, uh, Charles. No, oh, yeah, uh, I'm
3: sure people have heard. I think Mark Stevens uh, should be gone from uh, the league for more than one year, and I do think he should be done with Warriors ownership. And I do think that will happen before he's reinstated. I just wanted to get that out there since we were talking about how polite it was. There was one bad situation (laughs) where uh, a minority owner, I don't know, all of a sudden thought he was part of the team. So... I uh, just wanted to get that out there. Make sure all the Raptors fans know I'm on with them. <laughs>
2: In the euphoria of the Game 4 win on Friday, I totally even forgot Mark Stevens existed. So, uh, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, uh, get him out of here. He is uh, garbage. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, pretty much. Yeah, eat the rich and all that. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I think we exactly. can wrap it there. Uh, check out Lockdown Raptors and Lockdown Warriors on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya. Himalaya. If yes. you're in the market for a new podcast app, it is the one to try. It's free on the Google Play uh, and I, Apple Apple App Stores, Apple iTunes, I don't, whatever the store is called. It's free there. Uh, it's all great the for app stores. exactly. It's free for curating your. your great for curating your own pod, podcast playlists, and you get suggestions on new stuff to listen to. And you can follow creators. You can comment. You can like all that good stuff. On Himalayas, so and make sure you check it out. Big thanks to Hotels.com and Grip6 as well for sponsoring today's show. And that's going to do it. Uh, Charles Hamilton, thanks so much for joining me, man.
3: Anytime, man. Talk to you soon.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.